welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. Grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. This midweek episode is a little bit different. We're going to be going... It, it, it's kind of like uh, the... Oh my god, Honest Game Review sort of week. Um, It would have been an Honest Game Review, but it kind of is, but isn't at the same time. But I'm going to be going over D&D. Um, for those of you that don't know, D&D is Dungeons & Dragons. It's a nerdy little thing. But essentially, what has uh, happened uh, in the past several months, I have actually grown to enjoy D&D. And uh, it's something that I never really thought about until I actually started playing. So I'm going to give you the sort of very basic rundown of everything in terms of classes, the idea of the game, etc. But essentially, if this is something that you would enjoy, I would very much like to get a idea that you would enjoy it and I can do a lot more content on this for the uh, midweek episodes, such as going into specific classes like a lot more in-depth, um, the whole how to build a world almost, how to um, be a DM, how to be a player in the game, how to do many different things with it. But I need to know the feedback on it. So anything that you guys can do would help me out in terms of rating it, sharing it, whatever. Uh, really all does help. But let's get straight into uh, this episode. So I'm going to give you the bare bones of everything as this is a midweek episode the classes uh, kind of uh, are very similar to World of Warcraft. You have uh, su stuff such as a wizard, a sorcerer, you have a rogue, warlock, fighter, monk, paladin. Um, you have a lot that are very... Um, they share the same qualities and um, spells and stuff as those in World of Warcraft. And you have stuff like... Uh, um, barbarian, which is a warrior, a bard, a cleric, druid also, ranger, and uh, I think there's one more that I'm forgetting, paladin, yeah, kind of. Um, you have a couple that are a bit different in terms of blood hunter and artificer. These, uh, um, all of them have their own very unique, different spells, uh, their abilities and everything like that. But essentially what you would do is you would pick your class and uh, the DM, you kind of play a backstory with it. So you would put your backstory from your noble birth or, you know, you come from the slums, anything like that, all the way up to how old you are, absolutely everything in between. Um, the very minute details are actually what make the game more than anything. So within these classes, there are subclasses. So kind of like specializations, but essentially for Sorcerer, this is the one that I know um, more than anything at the moment. Sorcerer, you can be a Dragonborn. So essentially you're a dragon. Um, this gives you really high armor. Uh, armor being very useful when um, playing the game, as it means that the higher armor you are, the tougher you are to hit. You, although you do have lower health because you are a sorcerer. But, you know, there's all these subclasses. Bloodhunter is one that actually is for a rogue, I believe. Um, it's where you turn into a werewolf, I'm pretty sure. Something along them lines. 
Monk, obviously, are just punching things. A bard, the cheeriest bard of them all, is when they're singing their songs and boosting the group, that kind of thing. You obviously have a lot of uh, monsters that you can encounter in a D&D match, or not even a match, a game. This is very much down to your DM, your dungeon master, as uh, it is referred to as. And uh, what the DM essentially does is build the world around you in your mind. Um, You don't have any game that you're playing. It's all you're just sitting around a table. You've got your dice. You've got your little character sheets, that kind of thing. And it's very much an imaginative uh, game. You're kind of building this world using their imagination. So an example is you walk into a town. It is a very small town filled with halflings. Halfling town. So you walk in as a human, you're towering above the buildings, you're double in size of all of this. Um, all of these halflings are peering out through their door doorways, their windows, just in shock and awe of how tall you are. They're, you know, slamming doors, they're very afraid of you. As you stride towards their guild hall, even though it looks like a small, like, doghouse, essentially, to you. Um, you ask the leader of the halflings, you know, what quest they have available for you. You kind of have to really fill in the gaps um, in terms of uh, what are the building's made of, uh, you know, what kind of road are you walking down a dirt road. It's You've got an armory to your left. You've got a tannery to your right, that kind of thing. You know, you can really flesh out each individual uh, element of the D&D world. And uh, the more effort you obviously put into the D&D world and you, the more effort you understand this world, the more immersed your players will be. So for a dungeon master, you do not have a character. You are essentially, kind of think of it as uh, almost Morgan Freeman when he like narrates movies, essentially. You are the narrator of this world. You are the storyteller. And uh, the players that are at the table with you are the players that you're narrating this to. And they have to flesh out the world just as much as you have to flesh it out. You can give them the stepping stones, but they need to actually take the like leap of faith off and just go with it in terms of like, so you're in this town, you know, all that stuff. You've got a tannery, you've got an armory, you've got a guild hall and you've got a bakery or an inn, you know, something like that. And then you sort of pass it over to the players. It's like, what do you do? And it's like, okay, we could go to the inn. Um, we could even start a brawl in the fu- like inn. And, uh, you know, as a DM, you're kind of improvising if you haven't thought that far. It's kind of like, okay, so yeah, you kind of start a fight. You throw a, a glass at someone in the corner, make a sort of roll to see if you hit them or not. You know, that kind of thing. Um, so... What D&D essentially is, the DM has made this world and there are many different stories. You can make your own completely unique world or you can do some pre-made uh, worlds at the moment. And there are some which are very simple for new players, essentially. But you make your world and you can either tell them who the big bad is at the very start. You can tell them not who the big bad is. But essentially... They look to level up, kind of like World of Warcraft. You're starting off lo- like slow in a small little village or town and you get quests, you progress, you level up, you get more spells, that kind of thing. Um, but you can just choose to go straight for the end game. 
if the players really wanted to. Um, although the monsters and the end bosses will probably be a little bit too tough for them. But it's a real story-building game. It's a lot of role-playing, and that's kind of what makes the game like itself. You are, you are your character for when you're playing this game. You are not yourself. You have um, your character. I'll use mine as an, as an example, Aquin. Um, this is before I was a dungeon master. Essentially, you wanted to look to role-play that character. So um, for a good one is uh, my character is very, you know, up themselves. So whenever they met someone who was, uh, they deemed a lesser, they would talk very slowly, you know, because they didn't quite understand, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that all plays into the role-playing element of it. Um, and the DM can obviously give you like what you need to carry on, but it's always about getting into that role play element. And that's kind of what actually would make it, in my opinion, if you don't commit to the role play element of your character, then it's not necessarily as enjoyable because it's just kind of like, oh yeah, I slash his head off or, oh yeah, I cut his arm off. All right, great. Couldn't you have made it more interesting? It's like I let off of the wall uh, with a heavy strike down on my sword. I, you know, make a deep wound into the side of his shoulder so much so that his arm is barely clinging to his body. You know, that kind of thing. You've really got to put some like effort into it. But there are so many monsters in this world that your DM can throw at you from... Literally a spider, a tiny spider, all the way to God. Um, no, literally, okay, God. That's actually a good example. So all like and everything in between: elementals, undeads, fae-like creatures, aberrations, beasts, uh, celestials. You have absolutely a massive var- a variety of um, monsters that essentially you can encounter. And you can encounter them anywhere. You can encounter them on the road. You can encounter them in a like mine, on the oceans, you know, wherever um, your DM essentially wants you to encounter them. Now, a good DM would obviously keep the idea of what he wants to do. So if you rolled a like one to five, then you would probably get an encounter. If you rolled a five to ten, you're probably, you know, feeling a bit, Un, uh, unnerved because you feel like you're being watched and then if you roll like poorly again you might in- have another encounter you might be a bit unlucky with your travels you might come across a river that's like and the bridge has broken down so you've got to make an athletics check that kind of thing so you've really got to make use of everything in terms of the role play like if you come across a river in D, it's very much okay, it's a river. I can't just stroll across it. It's a very fast-flowing river. The current is too strong for a gnome to simply just walk across it. So the gnome would have to make a jump, and that is a athletics check or something. If they roll really poorly on an athletics check, then suddenly he's swept away by the current, and the people in the party need to act very quickly to save him, and so does the gnome. It's like, oh, I cast... 
you know, levitate on the gnome or something to keep him afloat so that he isn't, like, in the current itself, that kind of thing. And that's where, like, a lot of the role-playing happens in D&D. I think it's very tough to explain it, but once you get into it, it is very cool. I would love to do D&D content. Um, I would love to go into the specific classes, what they can do, um, not just for you guys, but for me as well, because it would really help me understand everything to do with D&D, since I'm very much a noob myself still. Um, it, this is kind of an honest game review, but at the same time it isn't as well, because it's something that is very much true to or kind of like World of Warcraft, in a sense that is very magical, uh, all of the classes are somewhat the same. You just have to role play it, essentially. But that is it for this episode. Look, I would love to do D- more D and D stuff, like I said. So please let me know um, about it. I would love to go over all the classes, the monsters, you know, the different um, or the campaign that we're doing currently, uh, the campaign that I'm currently making as a dungeon master, and sort of my ideas. You know, that kind of thing. I would love to do them. But thank you all very much for listening once again. Do check out the Patreon as well as Twitch and YouTube. Constant stuff happening over there. So please show your love over there as well. But thank you all very much for listening. Take care, friend. Bye.